Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Gary Wheeler, and you're based up in New South Wales there, Gary. And uh, you've been in the in the comments on the eight-week faster freestyle course quite a bit, keeping me updated with your progress and how things are going. And uh, just give me a lot of feedback on it and, and how some things are working for you. So I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about your progression over the last couple of months, because, um, I, I love seeing that people are active in there, uh, you know, communicating back and forth and seeing that people are making progress like yourself. So welcome to the podcast, first of all. Yeah. Thanks very much, Brenton. Pleasure to be here, mate. So what, what got you, uh, interested in doing the eight week course? Well, when I, um, I, I virtually did your five week, was it the free course, faster freestyle? The five day catch challenge yet? Yeah. I had a look at that because, um, I was actually swimming with a swim fitness in Wollongong and when COVID hit, uh, we couldn't do that anymore. So I was just going down, we've got the river close to us. So I was swimming in the river a couple of Ks, uh, three times a week, but I really missed the drills and I thought that's where it's at. Like. We were doing the swim for fitness, but there was a few things like doggy scoop and things like that. And that was seeming to help. And so when, uh, I saw that five week fast and freestyle, I thought I'll give that a go. I really liked it. And then my wife, Dimmy, she said, why don't we just join and do the eight week course? And so I started doing that and was just really impressed and was hooked here. Yeah, it was great. Bridge. That's cool. And that was there. Where you sort of start, have you been swimming for a long time? Have you well, always done it? No, a bit of my background, um, Brenton, I came from Scotland when I was seven. So obviously we stayed on a hostel here in Australia. So my parents were non-swimmers. Uh, then, uh, we had a friend on the hostel who virtually took me to an ocean pool and said, well, we don't want you to drown. So he called a float with a bit of head up freestyle. When I turned 14, I started to surf because my mates, we live on the coast. So we started surfing, but really when I think about it, I couldn't really swim. I could, you know, there was no leg ropes back then. Uh, so I could catch a wave, get in, but I sort of think now if there was, um, if I got caught in any decent sort of rip, I might've been history if there was no one else around. Then when I was, um, 21, I joined the surf club, which is that's what blokes did, but I remember doing the bronze and I went down to the pool and I couldn't even string three laps together. And I thought if it wasn't for the guys at the surf club and the rubber ducky encouraging me when they do that, um, you know, 200 swim or whatever, I doubt I would have made, I was really tired. When I was 26, a mate of mine said, well, you're really fit. And I, I was into fitness, you know, um, but swimming was obviously weak. And she said, do you want to do a triathlon? So I did one. And I remember like the ride and the run were going to be up, but I was dreading the swim. <laughs> it was, uh. You know, I think I was counting the strokes. It was a one K swim, dirty ride, 10 run and, um, liked it. And he was a really good swimmer. Um, and, but he never, he couldn't coach him. So we were just going to pull three times a week and I managed to build up a bit there. So that's a, a bit of the background, Brenton. Yeah. So, and I turned 60 and did this swim for fitness four years ago. I thought, I'm, I just want to get better with the technique, but it was swim for fitness and that swim for fitness did some skills and the people there were fantastic, but there was people there who already had the technique, whereas I didn't. And so I would have wanted more of those drills that you do an effort with swimming. 
And also the drills they might do, you might do like kit for a hundred meters or 50 meters and, uh, you know, but whereas the effort with swimming, I notice you're spending a whole week or two weeks, whatever you want to do on that skill. And that's for someone like me, that's what I knew. And I'd probably encourage anyone who really was going to join the squad to do the eight week swimming course first, because then you'd go there a lot more confident. I remember listening to that Scott saying he didn't want to go to a swim, um, squad. And you know, all these young blacks are kicking his backside. I would have probably been embarrassed too. So, you know, that would be a lead in too, Brent. Mm. And what, uh, what, uh, changes have you seen over the time that you've, you've gone through the course? I know you're going through it like a, I think a second time now as well, just to pick up on anything that you might've, might've missed. So what, what changes have you seen over that time? Well, the biggest thing I think would be the catch and the dropped elbow. There'd be a lot of things. So, and I still haven't got that perfect, but I just think the way you explained it, not so much the high elbow, but the elbow forward, uh, my kick, I was always told I was probably swimming, even when I started to swim a little bit better, maybe 20 minutes, 19 minutes, 18 minutes, but they said, oh, you're all upper body strength. You're not actually, you've got no kick in your left, <laughs> left leg or whatever. And, uh, so the kick was helping, um, that kick timing, I think that big thing about you know, the six beat, and I think that, I think the four beat kick is working for me because it just seems right. You know, it doesn't seem like I'm fighting against before I felt like my arms were fighting against my legs. Yeah. Um, was, <laughs> was this with a, what would you think would be a six beat kick, like a continuous kick or with a two beat before that? Yeah. Even with a two beat kick, Brenton, I just think that no matter how I tried to kick, um, I remember, um, one of the guys that swim for fitness said, oh, when you're swimming really fast, when you do a fast 50, your kick seems pretty cool. And I'm going, yeah, but I couldn't keep that up for, <laughs> for two laps, let alone, you know, a K. So it was finding that rhythm. And I think what's good about effort with swimming is it is about finding that rhythm. And I remember, um, seeing the show with, um, Yvonne Goulagong, and she said she wasn't about beating other people in tennis. It was about being technically the best tennis player she could be. And then she would be a very good tennis player. And I think that's the same as swimming. It's not so much about beating the clock. It's about swimming the best technically you can. And the rest will come, I'll, I'll never swim 14 minutes for Kelly, you know, but you know, I can swim the best I can. I can get a lot better just by being technically more correct. And I think sometimes we lose that down with you when it, you when I was doing the swim for fitness and I said they were really good, we were leading on say a minute or for me, might've been a minute five. So I was constantly trying to get back in 45, 50 seconds if we were doing five of them, just so, so I could go again. Whereas with effort swimming, you've got 60%, 70%, 80%. I love that because my 60% wouldn't be yours, Brenton, and, or someone else, but my 60% and my 70%. So I'm thinking about what I'm doing, not about, I've got to be back in 45 seconds. I'll get 15 seconds rest. So yeah. they're probably the big things I've taken out of direction. I, I think uh, I was thinking about this, this week is a, a big part of people actually getting better is initially you've just got to have that belief that you can actually get better, get faster by changing your technique. I, I think so many people have the attitude of. I've done it this way for so many years that I just, I can't possibly change it. Nah, it's, it's done. And people get stuck in their ways. 
And I, I can see where that comes from, but the amount of people that I've worked with and seen as they, as they get older, they can actually get faster by improving their technique. And it is possible for, for everyone. I think it just begins with the belief that you can actually do it. And it, it, it's quite, um, yeah. And I, I can, I can see it or I can hear it when people are the way that they're speaking or you're talking, it's like, you can, you can tell whether or not they're going to get there and improve just based on those things that they're, they're saying. And, and because that's going to carry on in the next three or six months, if you don't think you can do it, well, you probably not. Well, I think, um, one of the things I remember listening to you say was about that swimming proud and being tall. And that's about that being confident. You know, you're, you're sort of saying, well, you know what? Um, I've, I'm actually, I've never tumble turned in my life, <laughs> but I, um, said, you know what, if I go to the pool and I teach myself to tumble turn and it probably looks terrible from the side of the pool, I don't know. But anyway, if I can do that, I'm going to feel good about myself. I sort of, I'm going to tell myself, yeah, I can do that. I can swim, you know, and that swimming proud that you talk about, about feeling tall. And that was another thing, just getting your body, you know, up in the water, all that, like you say, it's, um. People say a lot of things are 75% mental and 25% physical. I mean, you still have to be healthy and fit to do it, but the, the mind plays a big part, Brendan, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Um, and one of the things you talked about was doing some sets, uh, based on perceived effort. So, so talk about 60, 70, 80% perceived effort, just perceived of your max. And I, I'm not a hugely, uh, scientific sort of data oriented person. I, and I think that's kind of the way that I would, I coach as well. It's more based on, um, you know, I've just come up with things along the way that help me understand a certain part of the stroke. And then I'll explain it in the same way as I'm coaching. And yeah. So in terms of all the, uh, all the data and stuff uh, around it, like I, I don't come from a bio biomechanical background and I, I think, yes, it could have disadvantages, but it, it can certainly have its advantages because it can help you communicate things differently. And I mean, in terms of the perceived effort stuff, it's for people, they can just, they can figure out what, what time they should be going for those efforts, but it's, yeah, it's more just based on how you're feeling, go by what you think. And if you can tune into how you're feeling when you're swimming, that's a very important thing because swimming is so much of a, of a feeling activity that as opposed to being up in your head too much then you, you don't often swim as well. So it, it's really important to be tuned into how you're feeling as you're in the water. This podcast is brought to you by Form Goggles. Form empowers swimmers at every level to reach their goals, whether they want to get stronger, faster, swim further, or to be more efficient. Get lap-by-lap -lap motivation with real-time metrics and workout instructions right in your goggles. And Form's recently released Form Plans, which include a progressive series of workouts to help you achieve your fitness, skills, or triathlon goals. You can follow along with the plan and your weekly swims will be automatically synced to your goggles. So you'll swim through your workouts with real-time metrics and workout instructions all in your goggles. So it's like having a coach right there with you. And I've had a look through these training plans and I think they are excellent for people who want to train for certain triathlons or reach certain fitness goals. It will build on each week and a really good way to progress progressively build up your fitness. So if you'd like to follow along with some plans to help you reach your specific swimming goals, then check out Form Goggles at formswim.com forward slash effortless. And this will give you $15 off your purchase of Form Goggles. So formswim.com forward slash effortless to get your pair of Form Goggles.
Yeah, I think that being relaxed and, and being confident, that being relaxed and you hear people talking all sports about being in that zone where they don't even know that they've run a good time or, you know, hit a good golf shot or whatever. It's swimming would be the same. So they get in this zone where obviously their technique is just, and they feel so comfortable and they just feel like they're gliding through the water. And, um, I think, like you say, Brent, I think that's really important that being relaxed. And that's something else I like about it, that like now, if I, in a wetsuit, my goal has always been maybe to swim, if I can swim 1640, um, without a wetsuit, um, because I think that means your technique when you're in a wetsuit off, you're floating a bit higher in the water. And, um, I just think to get that technique, right. And that's something that I love about swimming. It's that challenge. You're never, never ever quite there. Uh, and, uh, you're probably when you swim, you're probably still not concentrating like me, but it's still a challenge. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And, and why 1640? What, why is that a, just, a target? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just figured when I was swimming probably over 20 minutes for a K, um, then I thought, well, if I can break it down to just get that 50 seconds per 50, um, and if I can hold that over a K, that sounds like a good time. Now, when I, I have swum in a wetsuit at an ocean pool, so there's 1630, 1612, but I'd like to, if I get to 1640, I'd like to go, you know what, wouldn't it be nice to just crack 16 or just be on 16? So <laughs> might never get there, but that's a challenge, you know, and I, I just look forward to just keep going through the program. That's what's good about the program is I can go at my own time. Um, I can spend being retired. I can go during the day when there's not really people around and I can just go over those drills and just spend that time. That I, I like that about it too. And too yeah. Mm. yeah, it's, uh, I was talking to another, uh, another swimmer on a previous podcast and she, uh, she's doing all squad sessions and I think squad sessions can certainly help you push the pace and it's great for your fitness. But I also, and personally, I find if I can at least kind of get one solo swim in there, like my own swim, I tend to, I, I find that I overall swim a lot better because I can focus on my technique better. I can just kind of cruise up and down. There's no, there's no pressure to, to go at a certain speed. And for me, and I've found with a lot of other athletes, at least having one of those sort of sessions each week is, is so beneficial for, for improving your, your technique and um, just taking your time. Like I was in Perth on the, uh, on the weekend and uh, up there for clinics and I hadn't done a solo swim for, oh, for months. Cause it was all squad stuff. Um, but I was, I was staying near the pool and I, I just jumped in the water for 45 minutes and it was so enjoyable. Just not, I was going fairly slow, but just enjoying being in the water and, and the feel of it and everything. I'm like, oh, I need to do this more often because it's just, it's a lot of fun when you're just there for the, for pure enjoyment. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's so important. Uh, there's a place for squads, don't get me wrong. People who, you know, are doing their swimming races and things like that, or they're riding to their, there's, there's a place for that. There definitely is. But for someone like me, um, who now, and those squads haven't, well, they're not even squads, that swim for fitness hasn't come back, uh, after COVID at the university and pool. Um, I just find that the effort was swimming. I can still do that three times a week. Uh, every now and again, I'll just go and do a 1k time trial. Uh, you know, so for me that being on my own and making my own time for me to go to do that swim fitness now, that'd be half an hour to get there. An hour swimming 
half an hour to get home, whereas now I just know I'm two minutes down the road, hour, hour and 10 minutes, two minutes home. It's just time management too. It just works out really well for me that way it works out. Um, yeah, nice. And uh, with your 1K time trial with the outer wetsuit, where are you at at the moment? How far are you off that 1640? Yeah, well, I've, um, I haven't, to be honest, done a 1K since winter. Um, I reckon I'd probably be out 1702, something like that, Brenton, 1705. Uh, so, but I haven't done one without a wetsuit since I've been doing the effortless swimming. So I'll be really interested to see um, how I can go about that. And I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I, I put a tempo trainer in my um, cap, even when I do the 1K time trial and I try and, because I thought I was trying to, like me, say, spin the wheels. If I, but with that tempo trainer set on, maybe I've tried 72, 75, admittedly with a wetsuit, and I'm getting, say, 1630, 1612. Uh, yeah, so it's whether that's the way to go with that tempo trainer, um, but we just have to wait and see. Yeah, it'd be good to to try it with it and without it, because uh, yeah. I think they're, they're a great tool and uh, just means you can be consistent across the 1K as well. and. You can just see, does it adjust, does it change your speed if you, if you're on 72 or 75 or whatever it might be, it's, um, it is a really, yeah, helpful tool for that. And, uh, it would be good to do one without it and just see what you'd naturally go to and see what your, your times would be as a result. So, uh, yeah, I think it's good just to try a lot of different things. I think that's really important too, because I don't want to become like a crutch where I've got to have that dipping at that time, like yourself, I do it without, um, you might actually find that you're even better without because you're settling to this. You're not trying to keep that, that rhythm. You've got your rhythm. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. You have to let, let me know how, uh, how you go over the next few months to get a chance to try it. I'd be just, just curious to see. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, and, and for those listening, any, uh, any sort of final thoughts on someone, uh, for someone who's listening and, and would want to sort of see the same improvement and enjoy something as, as much as it sounds like you're enjoying it? Yeah. I, well, I think that's a big thing, Brett, and I think you've got to enjoy it. Uh, and when you get the program, give me my wife, she'll tell you that, uh, I am pretty, I've got a lot of self-discipline. So if I get a, a program like this, I will go three times a week minimum. And you'd hear about, you see those ads on TV where people buy those fitness equipment and it sits under the bed. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you get me there. If you got to get it, you can't kid yourself. You got to go in and I'm not saying you go in there and vlog, really enjoy it, but make sure you go, make sure you do the drills. I, I listened to Scott and gee, I got a lot out of him when he said that he went straight to the catch because that's virtually what I did. I'm thinking, oh, you know, the catches, you know, that's, that's where you get so much of your stroke. And, and when I went back the second time, that's why I think it pays to go back maybe twice or three times because. Then I said, oh, you know what, that floating and getting your backside up and getting up. When I was doing that, you were prone in the water and I was just kicking and going forward. I thought, I missed that the first time through because I was rushing through trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I thought to, to do it, even if you do it twice or three times, next time what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through again. But I might pick one out of each section. I might pick. One with the floating, then one from the kick, one from the catch, and go through. So it'll be eight different ones, or maybe go one from um, 
know, the breathing, maybe two with a kick if I needed it. But I just think, like you say, like you try things and that's how you learn, I think. Yeah. So that, that's basically, and, and again, if you, we're going to join a squad, I'd, I'd just do this program for eight weeks and then you'd be so much more confident just mm. getting into it from there, mate. Yeah. It's, uh, that's interesting. You say you like, you wanted to get straight to the, the catch and I mean, we've got the five day catch challenge there, which has been really popular because everyone, and the catch is super important because yeah. it's a large part of that your propulsion, but where, let's say I'm uh, doing an analysis with someone at a, at a clinic, uh, and we're breaking down their stroke. The catch is often the, often the last thing that I'll get them to focus on because sometimes we need to make sure that they're swimming on train tracks first, like entering in line with the shoulder, we need to make sure they're breathing correctly, uh, or maybe just changing their kick or rotation before they move on to the catch, because those things, and if they've got them wrong, it's not going to allow them to actually get into the right position for the catch. So it's, um, yeah, it's almost like you've, yeah, you, you've, you, you want to get to it, but you're so much better off just ticking the boxes on those sort of fundamental things of body position and alignment and everything else, because that'll make the cat, you catch so much better in the long run. It's so important, isn't it? I remember when I went to that swim for fitness, the first thing they told me was my head bobbed around too much. Like, uh, it was, um, and they tried putting a, a paddle on my head, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> and, mate, that, that was, that was tough. But then I think through your drills and just saying, you know, keep it, like you said, you keep it simple. Um, and just, you know, keeping that aligned, the train traps, turning your head to the side. And I heard you say to someone, I don't know if it was on a podcast that their leg was slipping out. So maybe they were looking more behind them. So all those little things, they might seem simple, but like you say, in the long run, they're, they're super important. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Well, Gary, I appreciate you being on the, on the podcast and, and thank you for being so diligent with the course, because it's, it's been great to see your progression over that time and, um, really enjoyed interacting, um, with you and then the other people inside the course as well, uh, because it's just so many people, uh, uh, they're able to improve their swimming when they're open to working on their technique. And, um, and happy to follow a structure like that. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing your, your story over the last couple of months and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can get down to and getting under that 1640, which I got no doubt you can. Thanks, Brenton. Thanks very much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.